Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our service this morning. Very exciting today because, as many of you all know, today is Pentecost, where we celebrate, we remember, and we welcome God's Holy Spirit among us. We're also combining this day of Pentecost with the first session of our frontline course, which works, it does work. And today we'll be showing the DVD that we showed on Wednesday. This won't always happen, so there is a point in coming to the course on Wednesday. But it's because it's an introduction to the whole thing. And so we're going to show that this morning, um, but on the other Sundays we'll be doing a talk related to what we've done on Wednesday. Also an encouragement for those of you who couldn't come on Wednesday when you see this one to be able to come on the other week so that you can join in with what we're doing. It's Pentecost. I want to read you a story so that we can get in the mood for Pentecost. Are you sitting comfortably? (laughs) Ridiculous question. Are you as comfortable as you could possibly be in these really hard pews? Okay. God's friends and helpers huddled together in a stuffy upstairs room. Even though it was sunny outside, the shutters were closed, the door was locked. Wait in Jerusalem, Jesus had told them. I'm going to send you a special present. God's power is going to come into you. God's Holy Spirit is coming. So here they were, waiting. Actually, mostly what they were doing was just being scared and hiding. You can't blame them. Their best friend had left. The important people and the leaders were after them and Jesus had given them a job and they didn't know how to do it. As they waited, they were praying and remembering. Remembering how from the beginning God had been working out his secret rescue plan. Suddenly, a strong wind filled the little room. Whistling through the walls, rustling the straw on the floor. And there on everyone's heads, shining in the gloom, were flickering flames. Flame that didn't hurt or burn. And something more. Inside, in their hearts, they felt a strange heat. Almost as if all the coldness and hardness was melting away. As if their broken hearts were mending. And God was giving them brand new hearts, hearts that worked properly. How it happened, they didn't know. But they knew God's power had struck their hearts ablaze and Jesus himself was coming to live inside of them. They'd seen Jesus go away, but now he was closer than he'd ever been, inside their hearts. And this time, nothing could ever separate them. You are my child, and I love you, they heard within them. Make your home in me as I make my home in you, Jesus had said. Could it be that heaven was coming into their hearts? They threw open the shutters. Sunlight flooded their room as love had flooded their hearts. And the little room was filled with happy noises, dancing feet, singing, laughing. They unlocked the doors and surged out into the streets as if they had never, ever, ever been afraid. Peter spoke in a loud voice so everyone could hear. Jesus died for you, he said, because he loves you. 
But God made him alive again. He has rescued you. People stopped and people listened. The words sunk down deep in their hearts and worked like a medicine that made them well. Like the antidote to a deadly poison. Like a kiss that wakes you from a deep, deep sleep. Stop running away from God, Peter said. Run to him instead so he can love you and make you free. And Peter told them the wonderful story of God's love. God never stopping. God never giving up. God always and forever loving. How Jesus had come and all the things that he had done. At Pentecost, we remember this wonderful event of God's Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples and then upon all people. God not just arriving for special people, but for everyone to live within our hearts, each and every one of us, which is why it's a celebration and which is why we can meet with Jesus today. God's power is incomparable, it's immeasurable, it's unimaginable. How do you fit it inside words? A writer in the Bible tried. Paul used three Greek words to describe it. Hyperbolo, megathos, and dynamis. Basically, hyper, mega, dynamite. But there's more. Paul says this power is for you. You don't have to do everything by yourself. You don't have to be strong enough or brave enough to face things alone. Because God has given you his superpower strength. He's given us his Holy Spirit. For those of you who don't know, although I'm sure you do from the last time that we did the frontline course, that it's the place that you spend most of your time. So wherever that might be, um, bumping into those people that you bump into on your front lines. And for each of us, it's different. And there's no front line that's better than another. There's none that's more productive than another. It's our front line. It's where we are at. And it's where God can use us. And so we can all take part in something like this because we all have front lines. Some of us struggled to identify them in the first course, but we realised that we do all have a place where we can interact with people, show God's love to people, where people can experience God's grace through us. And so this is what we're talking about when we talk about our front line. This second course is how to be fruitful on our front line, which you might think is the same thing to the first course, but the the, um, introduction explains a little bit more about that. And of course, the one thing that we need, the one person that we need when we're showing people God's love and grace is the Holy Spirit to empower us to do this, um, especially in times when it is difficult to do that, when we find it difficult. So we have a short clip of DVD, which we showed on Wednesday, and then there is a pause with a couple of questions which we then got into groups on Wednesday to discuss. And this morning, we're just going to have a little bit of a discussion with people around us. They're very easy questions. They're very simple. You don't have to know anything about the Bible to discuss. Um, I hope you had a little bit of time to maybe think about how such simple tasks that we might not think about uh, enable us to have conversations or show God's love or bring into our minds the bigger picture of what God is doing rather than just the small church picture that we sometimes have when we come to church and all the things that surround church that actually the bigger picture is how we live our lives in the world and how the world and everything in it belongs to God yeah it's important and I think we said this after the first course to be able to share the things that are going on 
outside of church with each other and the things that have happened and the whether they be good things or things that are not so positive, so that we can either encourage each other or support each other as we live our lives for God. Hopefully the second part of this DVD will help a little bit with the how you can distinguish where you're being fruitful and how you're fruitful. Actually, what I could do, I was going to do these at the end, but this might help now. I could hand out the little cards. I talked about these last week, if you were here. There's these little cards, and if you've got one at the course, then you've got one. Um, but they show you the, how many is it? Six, five, five. Anyway, there's so many ways of being fruitful on our front line that they talk about. And if you've got this in your hand, it might help, because I found when watching it that it was all a bit of a blur if you've not got anything to look at. So I could just hand this round. If if you've got one, then... I'll just chat. On your cards are the things that maybe are going to be explained, but if they're not, I'll explain them here. Um, These are the five. There are five, aren't there? Five things that he talks about that we that 